1: What a week I have been traveling with my English toy Spaniel tie of the tongue. We basically be on my holiday pet preparedness tour. I'm talking about getting pet ready for the holidays. So if you need to get pet prepared for the holidays, Watch some of my segments on our social media channels. They'll really, really help you. So let's start the show and begin with our countdown four. In segment number four, my dear friend, Krista Wickens, Fitness Guru, is talking with Dr. Fleck and myself about how to start an exercise program in the cold weather months. Start planning now, and then you'll be ready for the forthcoming snow wherever you are in the country. And in segment three... After my discussion with Kelly Pratt and Ian Kredich, husband and wife photographers, I'm hooked. Their new book, Dancers and Dogs, will be on my Christmas gift list. You're going to love this book. And two, this is where we get to dish about celebrities, including teams with cats and performers with snakes. And also in Flex Facts, I'm going to help you get ready for the holidays with some holiday preparedness tips. And in one, if you don't know, I have a golden retriever, and they're very prone to cancer, so I want to learn more. A growing number of dogs and cats are diagnosed with cancer each year, and for November, which is National Pet Cancer Awareness Month, we want to help educate pet owners about the signs of cancer and state-of-the-art treatments now offered.
2: Joining us today is veterinarian Joshua Lakowitz, board-certified veterinary oncologist and Medical Director of Blue Pearl in Queens, New York. Dr. Lakowitz, thank you for joining us today on The Pet Buzz. Thank
3: you very much for having me. It's nice to be with you both. I really appreciate your time.
2: Very good. Well, let's start out by telling us how many dogs will develop cancer in their lifetime.
3: So the statistics show that upwards of about 60% of dogs will develop cancer within their lifetime. And typically, it's in the older population of pets, so that number will increase. And that 50% number, we reach that at about 10 years of age in dogs.
1: Wow. I mean, I knew it was something like one in three, but that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of dogs that, that could potentially get cancer. And Correct. What about, and what about cats?
3: Cats, it's a little bit less. So cats, we see a lifetime risk of upwards about one in three. So about 30 to 35% of cats will develop cancer in their lifetime. And again, it's usually going to be middle-aged to older patients and that lifetime risk is going to increase as age increases for both dogs and cats.
1: So is cancer, obviously cancer is more common in dogs and cats based on these statistics, but what can you tell us? Are there differences in the species as well as compared to humans who are diagnosed with cancer?
3: Well, interestingly enough, In dogs, genetically, they are very close to humans, and so there are a lot of corollaries between canine cancer and human cancer, both in types of the the genetic changes that allow the cancer to develop, as well as the types of cancers in the certain body parts that we see. So there there are a lot of parallels that we will actually see comparing dogs to humans. Uh, Maybe not to the same degree in cats. Genetically, they're not quite as similar, but dogs, very similar to humans, and it's these going to be met in the types of cancers that we are actually going to
2: diagnose them with. You know, as a practicing veterinarian, I can corroborate everything you're saying. I see all of that every day in practice. So if you've just joined us, we're talking with Dr. Joshua Lockowitz, board-certified veterinary oncologist and the medical director of Blue Pearl in Queens, New York. So what types of cancer are we seeing more of in both the species?
3: Well, let's start with dogs. So dogs, we will, it's more of a mixed types, mixed types of cancers that we will actually see across the board. We do see, uh, you know, quite a few lymphoid malignancies such as lymphoma. We do see quite a bit of bone cancer, osteosarcoma. We see quite a bit of mammary gland cancer, mammary gland tumors. About 50% of mammary gland tumors are benign or malignant, but the malignant forms about half of those. And then we can see a, a, a variety of different types of skin tumors, and that ranges from the more commonly diagnosed mast cell tumor to a variety of different types of soft tissue sarcomas. That would be kind of the top two cancers that we see in dogs. So the types of cancers that we see in dogs, by and large lymphoma is going to be the top number one type of cancer we see among other types of lymphoplasmic malignancies, different types of leukemias as well. Um, But lymphoma is going to rank top of the list. We also see quite a few mammary gland tumors in TAT. Mammary carcinoma, which is the malignant form of mammary tumor, is going to be about 85% of the cases versus 15% being the benign forms of mammary tumors. And then we see other types of tumors such as oral squamous cell carcinoma that develops within the mouth. And then we also see various types of skin tumors, soft tissue sarcomas, and top of that list would be fibrosarcomas. And then with both dogs and cats, we can see a variety of internal tumors that will develop within their liver, within their bladder, every now and then within their kidneys, but more often within the gastrointestinal tract. And that goes back to a lot of the commonly diagnosed lymphomas that we see, more so in cats within the gastrointestinal tract compared to dogs
1: i'm like overwhelmed it certainly is uh, november is pet cancer awareness month yeah, it really is i mean it's it's frightening actually based on the statistics that dr joshua gave us Absolutely. versus what of all the cancers he's talking about right now so what are some of the warning signs um that we see with pets having cancer
3: Well, it really depends on where the cancer develops within the body. If we think of external tumors, ones that develop within the skin or underneath the skin, you may simply just notice a lump or a bump or a swelling or a bath. If it develops within the skeletal system, for instance, with osteosarcoma in dogs, you may just notice pain. And it's important to think about that when you have an older dog that may become lame or start limping because we might think, oh, it's just arthritis. It's an older patient. But it's also important if it's an acute onset or a very rapidly progressive different type of that that's isolated to one leg that we evaluate that because it could indicate that there's a bone tumor. And then other types of symptoms will range from respiratory problems. if cancer develops within the chest cavity or within the lungs. Um, it can develop within the nasal cavity resulting in nasal symptoms, sneezing, congestion, bloody noses. Or it can develop as a form of gastrointestinal signs where it's vomiting, diarrhea, appetite loss, or weight loss, or the urinary system, it can be changes in urination, it can be more frequent urination, or blood in the urine. And those are the specific symptoms symptoms that we will actually see, but other types of symptoms that may be more vague and non-specific that can include they're just not feeling well, they're more lethargic, they may be eating less or losing weight, and so any of those types of changes should prompt a visit to the veterinarian.
1: Wow. So much great information. Okay. So we have about 30 seconds. I'm going to ask my last question. So Dr. Joshua, what preventative measures can pet owners take to prevent cancer? I mean, I think you either get it or you don't, but you could, I think, try to prevent it, correct?
3: Absolutely. Think of yourself. Maintain a healthy lifestyle. Maintain a healthy body weight. Make sure that the veterinarian is checking the pets routinely to uh, evaluate for those changes that might be subtle and we can catch cancer early. in new to the pet at a proper age and then decrease exposure to toxins and carcinogens. One of the easiest things we can prevent is smoking around our pets. Think about cats. They, they are groomers and they ingest everything and those carcinogens from their fur are going to be transferred into their gastrointestinal tract. So maintaining a healthy lifestyle for your pet as well as yourself good reputable diet and just making sure you're bono for those signs and symptoms that we discussed
2: wow dr Lockowicz, lots to think about what insightful information you've just presented for us about pet cancer and thank you so much for joining us today on the pet buzz well thank
3: you for having me i really appreciate your time you're doing all you do to help pets
1: well, everyone, that was Dr. Joshua Lakowitz, board-certified veterinary oncologist and medical director of Blue Pearl in Queens, New York. You know, if you're in Queens, definitely go by and see him. He's a wealth of information. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a little bit more research because I want to know more. So Absolutely. I'm glad we covered this topic, you know, for November as Pet Cancer Awareness Month. Well, next up, Celebrity Pet News and Flex Facts. You don't want to miss it.
4: Hey, my name is Rory Diamond. I am the CEO of Canines for Warriors. We are the nation's largest provider of service dogs for disabled American veterans, and we are asking everyone to support Puppies Assisting Rooted Service Persons Act, House Bill 3130. Absolutely critical to do this, it will require the VA to help organizations like Canines for Warriors serve our disabled veterans with incredible, life-saving service dogs and to recover from post-traumatic stress. Please contact a member of Congress to support Puppies Assisting Rooted Service Persons Act, House Bill 3130.
5: When your doctor recommended omega fatty acids as a daily supplement, he told you that they promoted better heart, brain, skin, joint, and immune system health. Well, doesn't it make sense for your pet to have the same health benefits? EpiPet Whole Fish Treat, an all-natural smoked fish supplement, is 100% bioavailable, bringing your pets the nutrients they need to keep them healthy and happy.
6: We first heard about EpiPet at our local rescue shelter, where our family adopted Lucy, a 10-year-old yellow lab. She was in tough shape, but we noticed within just a few days how soft and thick her coat was getting. She has more energy now, loves to chase her favorite tennis ball, and most importantly, how happy and healthy Lucy is now. We could not be happier.
7: Thanks, Thanks Epi Epi pet. pet.
2: To order better pet health for your dog or cat, just visit epi-pet.com. That's epi-pet.com.
1: Thank you so much for joining us on the Pet Buzz this morning. The show is hosted by the Dynamic Pet Duo. I'm pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and Dr. Fleck is out on special assignment. Well, I got to tell you in my celebrity pet news, I just want to recognize that a star has been born. The Dallas Cowboys have a new member, and I talked about her last week. A black cat became an Internet celebrity last week after the animal ran out onto the field, interrupting the game between the Cowboys and the New York Giants. Now the Cowboys are proud to add the feline football fan to its ranks. Tonight's hashtag Dallas Cowboys starters. Wait for it. It's a tweet on Sunday from the team's account, which read the cat in the lineup for this week's game against the Minnesota Vikings. Okay, so the cat also had the blue Cowboys stars photoshopped in its pupils. You've seen that, cat. You've seen it all over the news. While the cat brought the Cowboys good luck last week, things didn't go so well this time as the Vikings won 28-24. to Well, last Monday, the black cat pawed all over the turf and kind of scored a touchdown before herding off the field into the hearts of millions. Understandably, the question everyone had after the game was, well, what happened to the cat? So here's a little bit more celebrity pet gossip. I'm dishing. I'm dishing now. There's a reason that Dr. Fleck doesn't like snakes after being attacked by a serpent on the set of a music video last Friday Artist Little Pump19 shared a video from the shoot, which shows a handler passing the rapper, the snake, as he sits on a white staircase. Well, within seconds, the snake chomps down on Little Pump's hand, causing the rapper to toss the reptile and run away. At the same time, people in the set could be heard shrieking and screaming in horror. Little Pump then came back into the camera saying, look at my hand. While the hip hop star sustained a pretty nasty bite and was gushing with blood, lesson learned, only Britney Spears can tame snakes. And now what you've been waiting for, Flex Facts.
0: Welcome to Just the Facts. Just
2: the Facts. Fact. Or fiction. Just the Facts, ma'am.
1: You want answers! I want the
2: truth! It's going to take long. You got the time.
1: You know, pets can really ruin a holiday if you're not prepared. Decrease your seasonal stress by pet prepping your dog, cat, guest, and home for the upcoming holiday. So I'm going to give you a few Pet-friendly, my top tips for creating a pet-friendly home. Okay, so whether your pet is wearing a costume, which could be a pilgrim costume or an Indian costume for Thanksgiving, or a bow tie or a football jersey, we always want him to look his best. And besides, if he's dressed up, it makes the holiday photographs a lot more funner. I know that's not a real word, but I just like to say it funner. Okay, so I feast on this. Thanksgiving is a time to give thanks for abundance and blessings that you've had this year. And additionally, we know it's a food fest. So why wouldn't you want your four-legged family member to eat the same food as the rest of the family? But here's the thing. They can't up until now. So Avengers can make that happen. That's Avenger's Dog Food Company can make that happen with a variety of U.S. source premium nutrition for dogs and cats. Avenger's offers award-winning, healthy, and delicious options for your pet's holiday feast. So check this out. Dogs can enjoy a Thanksgiving meal of Avenger's USA, organic turkey with carrots and potato dinner. That sounds really yummy. It looks pretty good too. And cats can delight in eating Avenger's USA, organic turkey and butternut squash, naturally cooked in its own juices. Mmm. And for Christmas, there's duck. So you can either serve it as a single source protein or a holiday meal topper, or you can serve it as a holiday meal with the Evangers own duck and sweet potatoes. So check out EvangersDogFood.com. Okay. I always say water, water everywhere with so many helping hands in the kitchen. Don't be surprised if clumsy feet kick over a canine and feline water bowl with brightly colored la bowls from loving pet products. The foot action makes it almost impossible. So combining really good lookingness <laughs> or beauty and durability, la bowls from loving pets provides strength of a heavy gauge stainless steel construction with gorgeous bacteria resistant and ceramic like interior. With a subtle paw print available in four sizes and five colors to complement any decor, each LeBol has a skid-resistant rubber base to prevent noise and spills and conveniently dishwasher safe. I say go for the green, go for the purple, and go for the Merlot. Those are the brightest colors, so check out LovingPetProducts.com. Okay. So I want you guys to groom to soothe the beast and stop the itch. You know, a lot of times people don't realize that fall weather brings allergies, whether the outdoor pollen is affecting your pet, your dog or cat, or inside debris blowing from a recently turned on furnace can also cause your pet to itch. Unlike humans, pet allergies manifest with itchy skin versus runny nose and watery eyes. So to provide relief, Check out CBD Living Pet Shampoo. It's specially formulated with calming CBD, omega-3 fatty acids, and plant extracts that help exfoliate the skin while providing a bright and radiant coat. The benefits of these rich nutrients will stay on your pet's skin longer due to the proprietary nano skin delivery system. CBD Living Pets Conditioner is also formulated with calming CBD, essential oils, and proteins that help hydrate and moisturize your pet's skin while providing skin repair and protection against sun damage. Your pet's coat will stay soft and lustrous until the next bath due to their proprietary nano skin delivery system. I like CBD living pet products because they really are concerned with how your pet absorbs their CBD. So I want you to check out cbdlivingpet.com. Okay, so let's talk behavior busters. I don't know if you know this, but seven out of 10 pets have behavior issues and the holiday festivities seem to help them get on the naughty list. Well, no, no spray. Helps your pet beyond their best behavior, making sure that they are on the coveted nice list. This blend of pheromones and sound is great for stopping dogs from barking or sneaking food off the counter. And it's perfect for Christmas tree climbing cats too. The best part is the sound doesn't scare your pet. So whatever their bad behavior is, one spray of no, no, and the behavior is gone. So check it out on amazon.com as well as tevrapet.com. Okay. So here's a little decoration with canine style. Okay, so between the parade and the football games, be sure to tune into the National Dog Show. You guys, I don't know if you know this, but next week I'm going to be talking with John O'Hurley about the dog show, which is presented by Prina. So cheer on your favorite breeds with a dog-themed pillows. You know, pillows are a great way to like freshen up your house. So for Thanksgiving, we have our favorite. Everyone has a favorite breed. We have a favorite breed pillow on the couch. Unfortunately, English toy spaniels don't have their own breed pillow. So I had one made or, you know, uh, or somebody's actually even given me a Cavalier pillow. It's not the same as an English toy, but close enough. Okay. Okay. So here are a few more holiday tips that I want you guys to know. So the holidays are such a busy time, so it's a great idea to stock up on essentials such as food, litter, and pee pads. With animals, it's really a must to have air filters and other odor control products, especially if you're going to be entertaining. And be sure to tell all of your guests before and upon their arrival that you have pets, and this will help allergy sufferers take more medication if they decide to come to your home. And make sure people are really careful about opening and closing doors, that's really key on the holidays because so many people are coming and going. You don't want your pet to become a door dasher. That goes for dogs and cats. You also want to schedule appointments for pet professionals like groomers, pet sitters, and veterinarians as soon as possible to accommodate all holiday travel plans. And then of course, with all the holiday hubbub, make sure pets get scheduled exercise. And that can mean even hiring a pet sitter as well as an escape retreat in a quiet room with food and water bowls. This way, when they're tired of the holiday hubbub, they can just go to their own little private little, little base of operation. Okay. So more of the pet buzz very soon. Bet you can't wait for my I likey of the week. I'm talking about a lot of interesting dog photography up in a buzzworthy moment
5: my name is mike ruiz and i was born and raised in montreal canada and now i live in new jersey the thing that made me fall in love with oliver was the very first time i met him he was being fostered by a friend of mine whom i was visiting i opened the door to my friend's house and oliver came running up to me sat at my feet and looked up at me with the most beautiful big brown soulful eyes and within 24 hours i had filled out all the paperwork and oliver was my son i've experienced a lot of discrimination with oliver we would walk down the street and people would literally cross the street we know when they would see us coming you know they saw like a menacing pit bull type dog but just found it so baffling because Oliver was the sweetest, gentlest creature that I've ever met in my entire life. Sadly, I lost Oliver in August of 2018. I wanted to commemorate him in a way that was very meaningful, so I got this tattoo of him. It's just such an amazing thing. Knowing that I carry him in my heart, I now carry him on my arm. My name is Mike Ruiz, and Oliver and I are individuals.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to The Pet Buzz, the best in Pet Talk Radio. I am petrondologist Charlotte Reed. And now for my I likey of the week. Your
2: attention,
6: please. I love... It's not sex, but it's close. Oh, my God. I'm so happy. We're about
0: to enter a world, a world of wondrous imagination, not only of sound, but of mind, of things and ideas.
1: So a group of golden retrievers recently took over the Barn Street train station outside of London. Imagine all these cream-colored golden retrievers on a train platform. Human travelers couldn't help themselves and they all took several photos of these fluffy, creamy, beautiful goldens. So what's so funny is that so many people took pics of these dogs. It was reported that one shot had been shared over 30,000 times on social media, prompting commuters to ask, what beautiful thing is happening in barns? turns out that these goldens gathered on the train station platform to pose for a calendar being put together to benefit Battersea Dogs and Cat Home, a UK animal shelter. It's a very famous organization. Well, the calendar casts 26 different golden retrievers as well as different dogs to pose in places where you're not usually used to seeing pets. Some of the other pages in the upcoming calendar include photos of two dogs going on a movie date. That's hysterical. Two dogs sitting in a movie seat with a rose in an empty movie theater. wonder what they're going to be doing. As well as several pooches putting A little twist on the Beatles' iconic Abbey Road album cover. That actually is my favorite shot. You can imagine, instead of four Beatles, four Golden Retrievers are crossing Abbey Road. Well, the calendar was the idea of Anne Mullins, the founder of the Barnes Golden Group, also known as the Bee Gees. BGs, I like that. Mullins created the group as a way to connect with other dog owners and is now using her creation to help other pets. She says, dog owners are such a beautiful lot, so I thought it would be fun to do a calendar and give the proceeds to a dog charity. Ours are a pampered, much-loved lot and not all dogs are. And I think that's a fair, fair statement by Ann Mullins. So photographers Sophie Farah and Tom Pierce took shots in 13 locations for the 2020 calendar, which is not available for purchase. I would look online if you're a Golden Retriever fan, as well as dog lover, and see these great shots. I mean, they're very, very humorous, but here's the most important thing. It's a great inspiration for people here in the States to do something really similar and raise money for charity. Okay. So let's move on with our guest for this segment. So just like with the golden retrievers, you know that in the end, it's all about making people smile. And this new book that we're going to talk about next dancers and dogs made me smile so much. And really, a lot more than that. And that's why I wanted to share it with you. So joining us today are Kelly Pratt and Ian Kredich, husband and wife team who work with the St. Louis Ballet. Their photography, which is amazing, has appeared in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, the London Evening Standard, National Geographic, Viajes, Marie Claire, and People Magazine, and actually more. So today we're going to talk about your wonderful book, Dancers with Dogs. I have to tell you, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. I want to buy like a hundred and give it out for Christmas. So I first question is whose idea was it to create this book? Um, I guess the project in
6: general was probably my, my idea to start. Basically, we wanted to create something different within the dance photography world. A lot of dance photography is very moody, sometimes dark. And we wanted to try to do something maybe a little more light, a little more uplifting. And we thought, It would be really fun to try and see what adding dogs
1: to the mix would be like. So, I mean, it's, the book's totally amazing for a variety of reasons. I mean, the shots are absolutely positively fantastic. So let's start out with you telling us a little bit about the dancers, the dogs, and the cities in which you shot at. Ian, so why don't you start out?
4: Um, Yeah, so originally we started in St. Louis, where we're based here, and we just, kind of tried out with uh, some of the dancers from the St. Louis ballet and um, we, you know, we had good success with that. So then we kind of just started to branch out and we ended up going to New York and shooting with some uh, American ballet theater dancers, which was pretty amazing. So yeah, I just
1: kind of went from there. And, and the dogs, where did the dogs come from?
6: Um, The dogs, from a very, you know, varied places. So some of the dancers work with their own dogs. And then some of the dogs we actually put out casting for, um, you know, we put on our Facebook page, we're looking for dogs in a certain city. Um, and we have qualifications for those dogs because the project is not for every dog. So we're really looking for dogs that are very confident and are going to be comfortable with being in the studio.
1: One of the things that's amazing about this book is that when you look at every single page, you see this. I mean, ballet, people think it's stodgy and dated. It's not. You see on the pages the fluidity of the dogs and the dancers have this unusual quiet relationship and you feel like every single photo is a private moment where there is a dancer in this beautiful position. I wish I knew what all the positions are. And the do- I mean, there are pictures of dogs jumping like four feet off the ground and the dancers posed with her hand looking at the dog. I mean, it's like, it's just this private moment that just brings a smile to your face. I mean, it's just an unbelievable book. And it's one of these rare instruments that allow you to understand what dogs can do. Not only the joy and the happiness that they bring us, but the athleticism um, of the two together. And I think that's what's so incredibly touching about this book, that intimate shot of the two together is just unbelievable. I mean, it touches you. I mean, It makes you smile, but you're like, every picture is like, wow. Every picture is better than the next. How's that? How did I describe it?
6: (laughs) Yes, of course. Thank you. That's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, we're just trying to go for that connection while still showing, like you said, the athleticism of the dancers and, you know, just them being able to connect to each other and that's the biggest thing.
4: Yeah, one of the things that um, you said, like, you don't know the uh, ballet positions and you wish you did. One of the things we included in the book was a ballet 101 page, which actually kind of like is an index of the different
1: positions.
2: So that's
4: really helpful. I, I think we have a lot of people who are just pet lovers and don't really know anything about ballet. and They can actually learn something from the book.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, um, and probably when I, I just said, you know, I live here in Sarasota. We have a really great ballet here. I just went to go see a ballet and it was choreographed by Ricardo Graziano and it was just phenomenal. And it's actually been with me for every day. It's been with me for the last week I've been thinking about it. So as I went through the, the PDF of the book, I was just like, wow, imagine if a dog was in that you know, that actor in this ballet that he, you know. So, I mean, I have to tell you, it's, uh I truly believe it's one of the best books of the year. And you're going oh, to love you. it if you're going to buy it. So, when's the book available? How much does it cost? And where can I buy it? So, the book um is right now
4: available for pre-order. Um, it will come out on November 19th. Um, It is available for pre-order right now on dancersanddogs.com. When it comes out, it will also be available on Amazon,
1: and it is $49.95. The book also has a charitable component. Talk to me about your charity of choice.
6: Well, we've chosen to give proceeds from the book to Stray Rescue of St. Louis, who are friends of ours. We've worked with them several times on our mutts. Cracker Initiative, which basically what that is, is we pair ourselves with the St. Louis Ballet and Stray Rescue of St. Louis to try and bring awareness to rescue dogs and try to get some dogs adopted.
1: Fantastic. Well, everyone, you are going to just love this book. Like I said, it's one of the best books of the year. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Ian, to learn more about the book, Dancers with Dogs. Go to the site dancersanddogs.com or visit Pratt and kritich.com. So up next, we're talking about a dog ringing a ring doorbell. Is this the new training trick? Let's discuss up next. <laughs>
2: I want to be a contender. I want a warm belly to sleep on. A big house. How do I look? Do do I look good? I want to play hard. My
0: nails done. Once a month. I want. I want. I want a home.
2: I just want a home. I want someone to love.
5: Last year, more than 30,000 companion animals came to us without homes. 20,000 of them were felines. Let's make
4: some homes.
0: A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt.
1: I'm petronologist Charlotte Reed. We're urban, suburban, and country. And now for our global news. And now, pet buzz news from around the globe. While a clever dog who was accidentally locked outside of her owner's home rang the doorbell to get back in. Yes, that's right, Chica. A Labrador mix living in McDonough, Georgia, is one of the family's three dogs. And when her owner Robert Fox went outside for the evening to put his chickens away. Something about that the fox went out to put the chickens away. Well, anyway, you guys got it. Chica snuck right out of the house. Well, Robert figured Chica was sleeping in his son's room where she usually is. And Robert's son just assumed that Chica must be at his dad's room. Well, wrong. Hours passed and the pooch was left out to figure a solution how to get back in the house. So what did she do? She rang the owner's ring doorbell at 2.18 a.m. in the morning. So Mr. Fox, Angelina Fox, and their son, Gavin Cooper, had been asleep all this time but on the sound of the doorbell, Mr. Fox woke up and went to investigate. He was surprised to see that their beloved pet or one of their three beloved pets was on the front porch and eventually let the dog in after realizing his mistake. Well, anyway, footage captured from the family's doorbell cam shows the Labrador mixed Chica trying to get her owner's attention by ringing the doorbell twice. Not once. She rang it twice. The video begins with the dog's head popping up from the bottom. She then uses her snout to push the buzzer and the doorbell can be heard chiming. Gotta love this because, you know, I posted the video for you guys to see Chica in action. So I'm just curious, does this mean that every dog owner is going to train their dog to use the ring doorbell? Because I got to tell you, mine are so small, I don't even know if they could reach. And I think hey and BJ, who are our bigger dogs, probably might like hanging out on the porch for a few hours. Well, anyway, so let's move on with Dr. Fleck and our next guest. Cold weather can limit the time that pet parents and their dogs spend outdoors, but your dog still needs exercise and stimulation to relax and burn off energy. Never fear, you can still exercise your pets during the coldest and iciest months, but it's always a good idea to set a plan now.
2: Joining us today is Krista Wickens, canine fitness expert and owner of Pets and Products. Krista, thanks again for joining us on the Pet Buzz today.
6: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
2: So why is it important to come up with alternative plans for exercise and stimulation for our pets during the colder weather months?
6: Great question, Dr. Fleck. Um, you know, motivation for us, uh, on the two-legged sort seems to take a hit as the days get shorter and the weather colder mm-hmm. to get outside and exercise. But we have to remember that we're in control of our pets and their exercise habits. And the benefits of exercise that include improved behavior and overall health benefits like weight loss, improved cardiovascular and strength are very important to our dogs. So being able to plan for those months to come and create solutions instead of excuses is a big part of our being a pet parent and and taking care of our pets in the best way possible.
1: Wow, I like that, creating 22. solutions, mm-hmm. you know, especially in the colder winter months when you know you're not going, you're not going to want to go outside <laughs> as much. <laughs> walking our dogs is a major form of exercise. And as much as our dogs love walking and exploring, why do we really need to be careful during the cold winter months when we're outside?
6: Yeah, um, you know, the wintertime brings on um, the weather with the ice. We're putting chemicals down on the streets to get rid of the ice it changes our trail habits. So in you know, maybe we can go to the park usually in the summertime, but now it's you know, we have to change those routes. It becomes shorter. Dogs that don't have as much fur covering their bodies, they're used to being inside. When that cold weather hits, um it's easy for them to to get uncomfortable as well and it tightens their muscles up. So, you know, we have to think through uh the conditions that we're going to experience when we go outside. So you know, paying attention to the weather, paying attention to the time of day as our days get shorter, people can't see you as well outside at night. And so finding a way to get them their walking exercise indoor on maybe a treadmill or doing hide and seek exercises throughout the house, stair exercises is always a good alternative to keeping them going and moving through the winter months.
1: And I'm sure Dr. Fleck would agree with me, hypothermia is a condition. Right. Dr. Floyd. Oh, terrible outside condition. Too. Yeah. Of staying outside too, too long.
2: Yeah. But what about those canine gyms? What can we expect from them in terms of working out our dogs?
1: I mean, is that a good idea?
2: Yeah.
6: Yeah. So we've seen a, quite a few of them um, pop on the scene in the last couple of years. And when they first started, a lot of the canine gyms, um, it didn't have an educated workforce that was showing you how to exercise your dog properly. Uh, it was more of a, uh, a trend, an exciting idea to give a gym for a dog. And now there are several certifications out there for trainers to get that educate them on the proper way to exercise indoors. It's great because they have all the equipment. They can teach you proper technique as well as it's a good social outing for both you and your dog.
1: I agree with that.
2: It you? is. If we go to the gym, you know how much preparation it should really take and good instructions to do it properly. Same thing for our pets. You're
1: a gym rat, so this, Absolutely. Is, this is a great interview for you. It really is. So if you've just joined us, we're talking to Krista Wickens, a fitness guru and overall awesome gal. Love her. <laughs> well, you know, one of the things I always find fascinating is, and I'll, I'll ask you, is it true that mentally and physically we can stimulate our pets uh, when they're eating?
6: Absolutely. You know, I think this is a very important point, Charlotte. When they're eating, playing games, making it fun is a great way to mentally stimulate them. And I think that sometimes we get in the mode of just autopilot, right? We feed our pets, we walk away. We want them to exercise, we walk away. But dogs are very social animals and they thrive on the interaction between their human and them. And so when we engage with them in feeding games, even in exercise, it stimulates their brain and also helps to make them more tired at the end of the day than just physical exercise alone. So the combination of that mental exercise of playing feeding games with them as well as the exercise and engagement on a walk is is very important to their overall health.
2: Toys. Talk about toys.
6: Oh, gosh. The toy market has just gone crazy. There are so many opportunities, uh, again, for us to engage with our pets. You know, in in the winter months, frisbee is not a great game to play in the house, but uh, tug games can be fun. If your dog is not a tugger, there's toys and wands that uh, can catch their attention to to help them move throughout the house. Um, You've got the squeaky toys that a lot of dogs like to just uh, chomp down on, which is good for their jaws. So I think in the toy department, that's one area that the pet industry has definitely gone over the top and provides so many opportunities depending on what your dog's personality is.
1: So many opportunities and even the pet tech toys where you could be sitting at your desk and robots and maneuvering the robot around or maneuvering the bone around or the ball around. I mean, it's great. You're pecking at a lot of exercise, but then again, you're not working, so make sure your employer doesn't see you. you think about the person, too. Make sure your employer doesn't see you.
2: Krista, great recommendations and great thoughts for our listening audience. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Yeah, Thank I mean, you. I'm sitting here and I'm wearing my doggy pajamas <laughs> that are covered with millions and millions of dogs like Poodles and Great Danes and Boxers and Chihuahuas, and I'm thinking... You know, it is a great time of the year to interact with other dogs and to go to activities and to outings with your pets because pets really do need that stimulation. And thank goodness we always have Krista. Mm -hmm. Well, thank
6: you very much. It's always been a pleasure working with both of you, Dr. Fleck and Charlotte. You both have been such a mainstay in the pet industry. And information for your listeners is such a great Important part
1: of pet ownership. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to give, I'm going to give Krista luck, but I'm going to give her big hugs too. Okay. So, and if you want some more information for the next few months about exercise and pets, check out dogtread.com. Did you hear that? It's always too soon to wrap the show, but before we go, we want to give you a preview of next week's show. Next week, we're talking about Thanksgiving. Okay, it's a little early, but it gives you time to take the advice and totally time to prepare. So on this show, I want to give special thanks to Joshua Lakowitz, Kelly Pratt, Ian Kredich, and Krista Wiggins. And of course, we must thank our sponsors, the Animal Medical Center of Brighton and EpiPet, making better skin coat and ear care products for healthier pets everywhere. Now, if you have a question... Write to us, team at thepetbuzz.com. We'll cover it on next week's show. And if you've missed any portion of this show, visit our social media channels as well as your favorite streaming channels and listen to the linked podcast on Monday morning. So remember, and this is most important, remember we're here each week to help you take better care of your pets. Peace out and pet love. Goodbye.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of The Pet Buzz. The Pet Buzz is hosted by the dynamic pet duo, pet trendologist Charlotte Reed, and Dr. Michael Fleck. Tune in each week for the latest 411 on everything pet related. Visit our website at www.thepetbuzz.com. Learn more about us, the show, and our guests.
7: My name is Michelle Schaefer, I'm the mom of three boys, and I'm from Haddonfield and North Wildwood, New Jersey. I met Aladdin through my work with Lilo's Promise Animal Rescue, and I foster the emaciated dogs that come into our program. Aladdin came to us, he had been dumped at the side of the road. He weighed about 18 pounds. He had broken bones, other wounds, and he was missing 12 teeth. He was the worst abuse case I had ever seen. The most moving experience that I've had while working with Aladdin were when we were first responders at the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, Florida, and Aladdin usually works off leash. He was on leash that night, and he led me over to a very specific person, and here that man had been in the nightclub the night of the shootings. He and Aladdin shared a very special moment that really made me cry. Aladdin has changed the way I see the world in a million different ways. The main thing is to treat people with kindness and compassion. My name is Michelle Schaefer, and Aladdin and I are individuals.